Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's step up together this December for the Goal Mile. Proudly supported by AIB. If you're planning a big feast with family and friends over Christmas, you may not realise that someone at the dinner table could be quietly battling with a variety of thoughts about the food. This time of the year can be the hardest for many people living with an eating disorder and Fiona Kennedy, eating disorder specialist in Limerick and a good friend of the show, joins me in the studio. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe. And I suppose it was only when I was thinking about it this morning that it's kind of obvious in a way that this could be a trigger for people. Absolutely. I suppose it depends on the actual eating disorder what kind of triggers the personal experience. So a lot of time, I suppose, in the public, we know of anorexia is probably the most publicly known one. But actually, there's eight categories of eating disorders. And where you fall into that will really determine how you experience Christmas. So for somebody, for example, with binge eating disorder or bulimia nervosa, the increased advertisements around food, the increased availabilities of food, the social occasions that involve food, it's food, food, food. So they're going to find it very, very difficult to manage those occasions. And could it easily be the case that the host at the Christmas dinner table may not know that somebody's in this situation. Absolutely, and that often can make it worse for somebody with an eating disorder, trying to keep it secret and trying to behave, you know, normally um, around food and around occasions so that their secret is kept safe, so that they avoid the shame or the exposure that can come if this is, is if this is known. And you can imagine the anxiety, because if you look at it from the, the perspective of eating disorders and the amount of fear that they entail around food, waking, body consciousness, all of that... And then you're being challenged to engage in that fear and try to do it in a way that looks, again, you know, quote unquote, normal. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that must be really, really traumatic. Mm. And I think, you know, we think of Christmas as one day, but actually for someone with mental health and illness, but I suppose specifically with an eating disorder, it's the run up that can be extremely difficult and what ifs and all of that kind of anxiety. But also we must think of the aftermath as well, because of course there's all this talk of family occasion, indulgence, weight gain, the Christmas bulge, all of that. And that's all highly triggering. So then you face the other side of Christmas and what you're looking at then is the diet mentality in the new year, the new you. And that can be highly triggering for someone who's, you know, steeped in the comparison competition of eating disorders. Yeah. When you think about it, the way you put it there, Fiona, it's almost as if we're normalising binging followed by fasting. Absolutely. And exactly point. Yeah, that's, and you know, look, I suppose we have to, in some ways it is normal. So on occasions like Christmas, Easter, there is more indulgence. Um, the difference, I suppose, with an eating disorder is that comes with huge levels of shame, guilt and usually compensatory measures. So they will go to extremes in order to avoid weight gain and all the fear that comes around that. Yeah. But what can somebody do in that situation? You know, if you have people uh, around your table um, for Christmas dinner that you might normally have, mm-hmm. you, you, you may not be aware. Is, is, is there any way of helping someone in that situation? So one of the biggest fears, I suppose, is eating in public. So a lot of people with eating disorders can tolerate eating in, alone. Now, if you think about it from a family occasion where there might be an increased number of guests that aren't aware, 
then maybe it would be a good idea if, with the agreement of the person who has an eating disorder, to talk to those that are coming. We don't appreciate comments, certain comments, um, you know, and try to make it easy in that way or easier. Um, but also if there's a routine in place, try to keep the routine, especially around food routines. So for some people, especially those in recovery, they will have some something in place like a food plan that's working for them. Don't change it. It's, you know, for this year, keep that going. Um, and that'll help with the anxiety. Have an escape plan. So, you know, that that you know, fail to plan, plan, um, fail to plan, plan to fail. Um, that's really true in this. So have, sit down, talk to the person who knows your support team, get them around you. So if I need an escape route, I can go out, get some fresh air. I can, you know, go and do, you know, mindfulness, something, something that'll help me in those occasions, but have a plan in place. So when you say, you know, um, don't appreciate certain comments, if mm-hmm. someone is sticking to a food plan and is eating something different at the table yeah. than everybody else, then you shouldn't have someone, why aren't you? Absolutely right. Or why don't you have more? Is that all you're having? Or, and even appearance, um, um, you see, I suppose one of the things we misunderstand with eating disorders is that within the brain we have the sort of filter, so everything comes through that. So even me telling you today you look well, Joe, will be probably received as quite a compliment. For someone with an eating disorder, that can be perceived as um, a statement of, I look well, I look fat. Yeah. Um, so really keeping any appearance-based comments, um, any food-related comments, just really trying to curtail them if you can. But also, you know, at times you can't. Like, you know, with, I suppose older populations, sometimes they don't understand this. Um, so there's likely to be comments and it's preparing for that and how to manage those and the time. Yeah, we're talking to eating disorder specialist Fiona Kennedy there. The other point is that it's almost the epicentre, isn't it, of the day, of the festivities, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the crack mm-hmm. around it. And yeah. if it is somebody who struggles with food, you you wonder can can you reorganise the day a bit, especially if you're aware of it? Or yeah. yeah, and you know what, this is the source of a lot of family um, arguments and difficulties on the day because there is actually this expectation that for this one day, can you get on board and just enjoy the fun and have the crack? And that's not possible. We're talking about you know a mental health illness, but an illness that affects every part of a person's life. Um, And so they can't just put that down for one day. And I suppose one of the misconceptions around eating disorders is that it's choiceful, that, you know, we can eat or stop eating, as the case may be. Um, And that is so far from the truth. And the consequences. I mean, it's it's interesting. If you think about it, for example, in terms of alcoholism, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, if somebody decided on just that one day of Christmas Day as an alcoholic to drink, well, the consequences for them in the medium to long term could be very serious. Absolutely dire and you're absolutely right and sometimes we you know do that to try to fit in or to try to meet the expectations or to try to make it okay for others but then you know people with eating disorders or alcoholism in this case may be are left with the aftermath and the struggle. Um, and the other thing to say around eating disorders is you know the fear is food so it's the thing that nourishes us, it's things we have to actually engage in to survive um, whereas I suppose with other addictions they can abstinence can be maintained, that's not possible so you can imagine what the fear becomes greater around this time. Mm. Um, as a matter of interest, this year, I mean, what have you noted generally, you know, thinking of coming out of the COVID restrictions and, you know, COVID is still there, but it's certainly been treated more normally as an illness mm-hmm. than it was in the two years before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what I'm noticing, I suppose, is a huge increase. And I think the services across the board would say this is a huge increase in the presentations of eating disorders. 
And I believe really the, the curtailment of resources, the um, isolation, the fear that was going on around that time. For many people, they may have not um, developed an eating disorder or at least the severity of it if they hadn't gone through the pandemic. Um, so now we have a real crisis around this, especially with our teenagers. Um, so there's a real lack of help within the field. And, you know, people are really grasping at straws to try and engage with services and what to do. And when you don't know, you don't know. So I would say in those cases to really look, you know, educate yourself as best you can. So BodyWise have a really good website. Beach UK have a good website. There's lots of information out there. So equip yourself with knowledge if you're trying to support an adolescent, a loved one, an adult, any anybody struggling with this. Mm. So one of your key messages around Christmas then is be aware and uh, you know people suffer all sorts of traumas mm-hmm. around Christmas Christmas can be connected with grief so many things that mm-hmm. you know it is meant to be a time when people enjoy themselves and lots of people do but we probably need to be conscious too that there's another side absolutely and I think the greatest gift that can be offered to someone with an eating disorder is acceptance this is where they're at now and it may not be where they're at next year or the year after that, but this is where they are now and not expecting them to change it for the day or the occasion. So acceptance, support, reassurance. And that'll make for a happier time for everyone, actually. Of course, absolutely. All right, well, some great advice this morning. Thank you very much for pointing that out to us and uh, we hope you have an enjoyable Christmas yourself. Thank you, happy Christmas. That's uh, Fiona Kennedy, eating disorder specialist based here in Limerick. Your views, your news, your Limerick today.